This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers. Small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 40 is going to be from John chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. Being born again, reborn, is leaving behind the old sinful life. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 7 read, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Notice what Jesus answers Nicodemus. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus understood that one had to be born physically in order to be reborn, but Nicodemus was confused by this statement. In verse 4, he says, how can a man be born when he is old? He didn't understand how the process of being reborn was going to take place. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So confused, Jesus answers him. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus' answer to Nicodemus showed that being reborn was not entering a second time into your mother's womb to be physically born again, but it was leaving behind the old sinful life that you once lived. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Being born again, reborn, is leaving behind this old sinful life. Turn with me to Luke chapter 9 and verse 24. Luke chapter 9 and verse 24. And this is what Jesus says. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And so Jesus right here says, in order for someone to follow me, he has to deny himself. That's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus as well. You have to deny yourself in order to follow me. You have to take up your cross daily and follow me. You have to die. The old man of sin has to die in order to be reborn so that he can follow me. You have to pick up your cross daily and follow after me. In Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, the Bible says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How How shall we who died sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin 
might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Being born again, reborn, is leaving behind the old sinful life. But notice how we leave behind the old sinful life. In John chapter 3, Jesus talking to Nicodemus said you had to be reborn of water and of the Spirit. The old man had to die, and a new man had to be born through the water. In Romans chapter 6, we see this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? In other words, they were just about to be reborn. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Notice this next part. Even though we should walk in newness of life. And so the old man goes down into the water, and a new man comes up out of the water. Paul would say this in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yea, not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. I've been crucified with Christ. Remember Jesus' words in Luke in Luke chapter 9 and verse 24, he says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow after me. Let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow after me. In other words, be crucified with him. And Paul understood this. He knew that he had to be crucified with Christ. So he said, I've been crucified with Christ. On the road to Damascus, when Jesus blinded Paul, he sent him to Ananias. And Paul was praying when Ananias came to him. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, Ananias asked Paul, or Saul of Tarsus at the time, a question. What tarriest thou? In other words, why are you just sitting there? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Notice that it was in baptism that his sins were washed away, and figuratively that he would be reborn According to Romans chapter 6, he would have a new life after he comes up out of that water. This is why baptism is necessary for salvation. is because it washes away our sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Repent, let each one of you be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Ananias told Paul that it was washing away his sins. This is how we're born into newness of life. And it's why Jesus would tell Nicodemus that he had to be born again so that his sins could be washed away by his blood and he could be raised to walk in newness of life. Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yea, not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice those words. I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yea, not I. In other words, Paul did not raise up out of that water. A new man raised up out of that water. Christ raised up to live through Paul. Did you not know that in verse 2 here of Romans chapter 6, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 3, I'm sorry. Verse 4, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, 
knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Where were they crucified? Knowing this, verse 6, that our old man was crucified, crucified in the watery grave of baptism, where their sins were washed away. They died that day, and Christ raised to walk through them. They have newness of life. In Romans chapter 7, verses 5 through 6, the Bible says, For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we have held by, so that we should serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Notice again that they had died, having died to what we were held by. And so when you go down to that watery grave, you die and you rise in newness of life. Noticing in Romans chapter 8, verses 12 and 13, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Well, how do we put to death the deeds of of the body. If we go on to Romans chapter 12, we find this out. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Well, how did they present themselves as a living sacrifice? Going all the way back to Romans chapter 6, we find that it was when they were baptized. Verse 3, or do you not know as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, who were baptized into his death? Verse 4, they have newness of life because of it. Verse 5, they were baptized into his death so that they could be resurrected like Christ. Verse 6, the old man was crucified that the body of sin might be done away with or washed away or the sins might be forgiven. You see, it's in baptism that we put ourselves to death, that we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. This is why Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's because he had been baptized. He had put to death the old sinful man and had his sins washed away so that he could be raised to walk in newness of life. Being born again, reborn, is leaving behind the old sinful man. We have to be different. We have to be raised to no longer walk in sin, to be different. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Let me read that again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, and according to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 24, we get into Christ, or 27, we get into Christ when we are baptized into him. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old man has died. Old things have passed away. His sinful life is gone. Behold, all things have become new. You have to leave behind that old sinful life. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, the Bible says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Notice in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in other words, he's been baptized, he has been forgiven of his sins, his sins have been washed away, and now he's raised a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, once again, Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yea, not I. He realized that it was him coming up out of that water, but it really wasn't. His sins were washed away. They were forgiven. He had died in that water. He had made a covenant with God saying, I'm not coming out of this water to choose how I'm going to live anymore, but you're coming up out of this water to make my decisions for me because you have forgiven me of my sins. So I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yea, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Being born again, reborn, is leaving behind the old sinful life. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 24 through 26, it says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. If we haven't left our old life behind, then our passion and our desires are still ruling in our life. But if we've been crucified, that's not the case anymore because we've put that to death. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. So no longer, you are no longer in control of your life. God is. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 14 to 50, it says, But God forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And so, God forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord, by whom the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. And the only thing that's left now, according to verse 15, is a new creation. A new person was raised up out of that water to leave behind the old sinful life and to live for God. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 11, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. In other words, since you've been baptized, since you've been forgiven of your sins, since you have been washed of your sins, don't go back to them. Your old man has died. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Jew, Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Remember what Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yea, not I, but Christ lives in me. That's what he's talking about here as well. All that's left is Christ after you've been brought up out of that watery grave, and that's who's supposed to be living your life now and making your decisions. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, the Bible says, But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to his deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness, 
and holiness. Notice, put on the new man. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.